Good morning. Welcome to Trainwreck Marriage. I'm Dave Touchton. And I'm Susan Touchton. Hey, today we're going to take a little bit of a different turn. Of course, as you kind of heard through the last couple of weeks it's or months, a month, it's just been kind of overwhelming for me. And I realized um, kind of what's going on and God kind of showed me in a different way that, you know, just being kind of aggravated all the time, but couldn't tell you why. Um, and then it, it got a phone call, got a text and we were texting back and forth and trying to figure out a time that we could actually talk me and a friend. And he calls me and says, Hey, do you want to go to a grief group? Cause didn't you have a loss? And it was two years to the day that a friend of mine shot himself and I was the one that found him. And the reason why I'm bringing this up, you, you say, okay, how does this apply to marriage? Um, well, first of all, a lot of our situation started when our parents, my mom died and Susan's dad died. And, and, you know, we, we kind of, some people grieve for a long time and have a lot of issues. Some of us just mow right through it. Um, and it's not that we didn't love them or that we didn't, but some of us are better burying crap than others. And I guess that's kind of where I'm at is, you know, um, really kind of going through the whole situation with Stacy and kind of discussing that God really put on me is how much a death of a family member can affect your marriage. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things to where you don't realize at the time what's causing the effect. And I've known that there's still things I've needed to deal with Stacy and probably mom, honestly, but I, I just kind of, a only, only wanted to do it so long. And then I was tired of doing it. That's just the truth of it. And what's ended up happening is I've realized how much when we bury things that things come back and really affect the way we look at things. And, and, you know, I think of when mom was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, I mean, literally I struggled being in the same room with her cause I hated her cause she was my friend and I felt like she'd left me. And then dealing through all of that, which the, after our problems, then I, we went to counseling and he helped me sort some of that out. But, you know, I, I think that we think our marriage is just about me and her and, and that's it. But what I realized last night is how much all these things affect our marriage. They change our perspective. They, we look at things differently. Um, you know, Susan's brother passed away 20 years ago. Um, her sister passed away 13 years ago. Her dad's passed away. She's had a lot of death in the family. And, and the thing is, we don't really give that credit. Once you're done with the funeral, once you're done separating the stuff, once you're done kind of dealing with it, and there's a short mourning time and grieving time, and then it's back to life. We're, we're just back to life. And what, what I'm realizing is how much those things truly affect us. And then we wonder, why am I feeling this way? And it, it, God didn't point it directly out as, hey, you need to deal with him. 
But God has gave me some signs across the last really year. Um, cause I didn't do well in the beginning with Stacy dying the first year, the second year did a little bit better, but it, it kept coming up. And, uh, so I went to a grief group to try to start sorting this out and, but it steals your joy and it, and it, don't get me wrong. There's been really good times over the last year. But there's some times that are coming from me that I can't explain why I'm aggravated or why I'm not dealing with stuff or why things do it. And and I don't, you know, I've realized that marriage is tough, period. Because everything that's applied on us by the outside world, we bring into the marriage. And it, it's hard to separate it. We're better now than we've ever been. But it's because we have tough conversations sometimes. Like, what in the world is going on with you? And and I I try not to take offense to it when Susan says it because I know she's right. But I also don't want to deal with some stuff. And so, you know, as we kind of talk through today of how people dying has affected our relationship. Um, I'm, I'm really wanting you to be aware that, that a lot of things God wants you to deal with, we avoid when it comes to death and especially if it was really bad or traumatic, or even if it wasn't, it was your mom, you kind of don't want to deal through some of that. And so we bury it and then it shows up elsewhere with shortness not anger, but sure not happy. Well, um, yeah, I didn't really know what my input would be today, just simply because wasn't sure what direction we were headed. Um, I can tell you that um, when I did lose my brother, he was killed in a construction accident, like David said, 20 years ago. And so naturally that he was 34 years old, that rocked our world. And, um, you know, it really took me 17 years to kind of get through that. It's just something that I had carried with me, not really knowing that I was carrying it. Um, and David had told me, you know, you're not the same person that you were before John died. And Obviously, I'm not because, I mean, he was my brother. He was, um, it, it was me. I'm, I'm the youngest, and then he was next in line. And so him and I were, were really close and um, grew up together, hung out together. And but, um, you know, I didn't realize what that really meant. What do you mean? I'm a totally different person. I don't know what that means, but I just know that when something significant you lose a loved one or whatever, you do change because um, there is a part of you that dies with them. And I think that looks different for everybody, but um, you have to learn how to deal with it. Um, and, I, and I think a lot of times, depending on the closeness of the relationship, um, you know, you've got to ask, certainly ask for God's help to help you deal with it and show you 
what you're doing and how you're acting and how it's affecting other people. But you know, when the loss of a loved one comes along, there's a hole in your heart that is there. And so then you get the opportunity to figure out how to fill that hole. And sometimes we don't choose the right thing to fill that hole. Sometimes, you know, we choose worldly things or vices um, when we really should be choosing God first um, because he's the only one that can fill that hole and heal the heart. So I just think that, like you said, not consciously, you may be shorter than you normally are with your spouse or your family, uh, your kids, whatever. You may be irritated or um, just on edge and not really knowing where that's coming from. And so it's just um, things, feelings that have just not been dealt with through either the loss of a loved one or something significant that you're going through. Well, that's what, you know, I noticed it, it was probably a year after John died. Um, Susan stopped laughing and crying. That was, I mean, she would do it publicly, you know, laugh or whatever, but you know, it, it really impacted her and I didn't know what it was. And I can say the exact same thing with mom. When mom died, we'd worked together for 15 years. So it was one of those things. We were very close and, and probably to a point we were too close to a point at, at some time. And I know people will say that can't happen. I can tell you it can, but, uh, you know, we don't realize the baggage we bring into the marriage when someone dies. And like Susan said, if you bury it with vices and, and trust me, I'm good at it. That's what I did. Um, but it was one of those things. I never dealt with it. I never had that conversation with God. And you know, part of it is you really don't want the help. I don't want to go to a grief group. I don't want everybody to hear my crap. But what I've realized is I got to get through this. God has a purpose for me that is a lot bigger and dragging this anchor with me. I can't do what God wants me to do by dragging it. And I think as, as Christians and as married, you get into not realizing the anchors you're dragging with you in your marriage. Because if two become one, whatever my anchors are, she drags. Whatever anchors hers are, I drag. And, you know, I kind of look back when it was all blowing up. It was kind of the perfect storm um, because of, of mom getting sick and I hadn't dealt with any of that. Her dad passing away. She's still carrying her brother stuff. You know, it was kind of one of those things that it was almost like God said, okay, keep burying it. Good luck. I can tell you how this is going to end. You're going to come back to me. And it, it's not that he wanted us to go through it, but it was our unwillingness to go through it. And at the time, I didn't see it at all. Um, there's no way in hell I would have went to a grief group when mom got Alzheimer's. Looking back, I wished I would have. I, I wished I'd have tried to deal with the um, 
you know, sometimes being mad at God, sometimes trying to figure out what this means, sometimes a guilt and shame you carry with a death. I mean, that's why they sell caskets for $90,000. It's because whoever's left, if you feel guilty enough and have the cash, you're going to buy them a really nice casket to be buried in. You know, when I'm, it's one of those things we don't realize how much guilt and shame really control us or change who we are. So when someone says, well, you're not the person I married, you're exactly right. Hmm. Now, my question is, is it the anchors that you've kept or the anchors they've kept or both? Because a marriage doesn't work well under anchors. It's kind of like a ship at sea. A ship at sea with an anchor dragon can still go. But it's a fight all the way through. I, I mean, if it's on the right side, it's pulling to the right. You can't go as fast. There's always something hesitating or, or slowing you down. You have to work extra hard. Well, I think of that as a marriage when you're dealing with death and and or not dealing with death. That's probably better. I mean, my, my go-to is alcohol. That's, I, I just try to numb it. Um and so it's kind of one of those things that realizing that, but also realizing how much damage I did in our marriage because of it. And that's the point that um, hindsight being 2020, I should have went to a grief group a long time ago. I should have went to counseling for mom and Stacy a long time ago. I've got better the last couple of years because when it gets overwhelming, I know what it is. And so I've went to counseling, um, but it, it's just a, it's part of the marriage that nobody ever talks about. And I, I think that contributes a lot to why the divorces happen like they do is because it's of unresolved issues. Well, and I just had a thought process. Um, a lot of times, you know, people don't believe, especially Christians, I'll even go as far as to say that, don't necessarily believe that canceling is the right answer or going and, you know, sharing your stuff with a bunch of strangers or whatever. But something that I just thought about that God just gave me is, you know, when God gave us a natural elimination process when we eat um, and drink you know, food and water. Well, we, that has to go somewhere and we have to get rid of that. Well, it's really no different with things that are hard, whether it be the death of someone or just life circumstances. We're not meant to hold on to that and carry that. We're meant to eliminate that just like we do our food and water. Now, obviously, some people are have it easier at eliminating things in the physical body. Um, some have more difficulties. There's all kinds of, you know, ways that people struggle with getting rid of what they've put into their body. But um, the same goes with grief or whatever. We need to get rid of that. And the best way to get rid of it is to talk about it. You know, and for a long time with John, especially just because his was so sudden, I wanted to talk about it, but yet I got very defensive, I guess, um, and I don't know really why, but I just held on to it. I didn't want um, 
I didn't want to be a burden to anybody. I felt like I needed to be strong for my mom. And, um, you know, one of my sister at the time kind of spiraled out of control. So I needed, felt like I needed to be strong for her. And so I just put on this facade of, yeah, it's really bad, but I can get through it. And not really dealing with it. And by the grace of God, he showed me 17 years later that it was time to quit carrying all the stuff from John's accident that I was carrying. And honestly, it was like a weight was lifted. Um, because when we carry stuff um, and not deal with it, then it's just like David said, an anchor. It's a weight that that drags us down. And not only does it drag us down, but like we've said throughout this, it drags your partner, your spouse down as well. Um, it, it affects the whole family dynamics. And so by getting rid of it um, through counseling or through a grief group or however, whatever tool God uses and puts in your path to get rid of it, that is the intention. Because our in, we were never designed to carry a bunch of baggage. Well, and I think if you you really that think it through, yeah, it's the death of the person that's they're no longer there. But kind of diving down into the deeper part of it is the guilt and shame. The guilty I should have dot dot dot. I should have now that they're gone. I wished I would have dot dot dot. And you know that is straight from the pits of hell and and it really sidetracks you so much in guilt and shame then you start living in guilt and shame of what's going on in your marriage or in this and now all of a sudden you start transitioning to a negative mindset on top of that which compounds it it's and I guess that's why I really wanted to talk about this today because it it's it has such a dramatic effect on the marriage, but it's not obvious. It's kind of like that, you know, turd you have in your pocket. Everybody smells it, but no one knows where it's coming from. And that's what it does to the marriage is because it, when you're dealing with this as an individual, like Susan said, if you bury it, yeah, you can put on a good face and make it look good going through. Um, but if you don't, you have to deal with it for the sake of your spouse. And I guess that's kind of my point. You know, when, when this grief counseling, probably the reason why I'm so determined to do it now, which I've tried to avoid it for the last two years or longer was, you know, at the end of the day, now it's about God using me and me being clear and me being able to to be where God wants me to be. That's my drive in doing it. Now I owe my wife an apology at this point in time, because now I realize that I should have been willing to do it for her because it wasn't about me getting better because if it's about me, I'm not willing to do it. I can handle it, but I should have been willing to do it for her, for the sake of our marriage, for the way things should have been in the baggage I was carrying through it. And that had just hit me. And that's, but that grief, that grief, guilt, and shame 
just buries you. It's like a quagmire of mud you can't run through. The problem is your spouse is attached to you. Well, and I think a lot of, I mean, you know, like when I was trying to deal with or not um, all the deaths that I've experienced, you don't consider what it may be doing to your spouse. You just know that you're struggling. And really that, I think, is where Satan wants to keep you bound is it's, oh, this isn't affecting anybody else. It's just you, you know. Um, And so... You know, I didn't recognize, and I said, as the spouse, wouldn't, yes, I knew David was struggling, but I also knew that the best thing that I could do was just let him work through it and support him. And so I think an apology isn't really necessary because you don't realize that your, the, your spouse is carrying some of your weight as well. You just feel like it's all you and... You know, you're the only one carrying it. They don't understand. They don't get it. Um, When in reality, like for us, you know, I'm trying to understand, and he was trying to understand. And you'll never fully understand because obviously he didn't have the relationship I had with my brother, but he loved him as well. And with his mom, I mean, his mom was, uh, you know, part of the reason that my spiritual walk is what it is now. She was a great woman of God, and Stacy was a good friend of mine too. And so, I was trying to deal with the losses myself and, and yet be supportive. So there's so many dynamics that that I think counseling and a grief thing is great to help you try to work through because there's just, um, but I guess the whole goal of, the, of a death is to come together instead of push each other apart. Well, and that's, that's what I'm apologizing for is not being willing to go to a grief group because I could handle it. And I didn't realize how well I couldn't handle it. But it, and, and I'm starting to see that. And, and that's the reason why, I mean, for me, just being able, being willing. And it really, if God, if I didn't feel like God had a use for me and was preparing me for something that was coming, honestly, I probably wouldn't go. That's just the truth of it. Because I don't realize I'm now, I went last night, and that's where why all this is kind of right here, is I didn't realize the the weight that you bring in to the relationship. And it's that freedom, that peace, that freedom in Christ. And, and you know, I, I, it's been a struggle for the last almost four years now. Um, when it all started with mom, but... You know, I thought I was doing pretty good. And I think that's where your partners have got it. Number one, you guys got to have conversations Mm -hmm. about what's going on. And we're so good at, we're thinking one thing and we're not going to say it for whatever reason. And, you know, it's one of those things to where sometimes it needs to be said. And, you know, it's... Kind of like when Susan was different after her brother died. I didn't say it to hurt her or do anything, but it was just true. It was the the laughter and the crying stopped. And I tried to support her through it and tried to be okay with whatever, but I I don't know she if she realized, like me, how much it did affect her. In the same way with mom and Stacy. Um, 
I didn't know how much it had affected me um, at the time. Sorry. Um, well, and that's the thing is, I just don't think that we, you know, we think we can handle it. And as, you know, like David says, communication is huge. And I remember a lot of times he would say, well, what's wrong? And honestly, I can honestly tell you, I had no idea what was wrong. It's not that I was, there was any incident or anything that upset me or frustrated or made me mad. Um, it's just, you know, we as women have a lot of hormones we got to deal with. And so sometimes men, when, you know, women are struggling with stuff um, and they say, I don't know. Sometimes they really don't know. I mean, it's just, like I said, it's hormones. It's just emotions that maybe we haven't dealt with or that God's trying to get out of us. But to put words to it is sometimes almost impossible. Well, but I think that's the same thing with me. I mean, I didn't really know how much it affected me until till I started dealing with it. Mm -hmm. And, I, I, you know, and I think that's the thing. And, you know, at the end of the day, this is about marriage. And this is about what we're going through in life and what God's showing us. Because if you're in that spot right now where you've lost a loved one, I mean, if you've got it all under control on your own, I would probably say you probably don't. You, you probably need to start doing something towards trying to find, if you ask God what you need to be free from, he'll show you. Mm -hmm. It's just sometimes we're not smart enough to ask. Sometimes we're, we're assume we got it all. And sometimes we really don't want to hear from God because we know what it is. And I really don't want to deal with it. That's what I was going to say. Sometimes we don't really want to know, you know, we don't want to know what the issue is because we don't want to deal with it. And that's, uh, that's really what, what God showed me starting last night and this morning is, you know, for, for right now, um, <clears throat> excuse me. We we've been we've been good, but we can be better. And uh, it's kind of one of those things to where we we really just we don't know what we don't know. And if you don't ask God what you don't know, then you'll never know. Yeah. And um, but anyway, death is one thing that is a real struggle, and it has been for us, and it's been obvious. And that's why I wanted to start sharing today about it, because I'm sure Stacy will show up more in my future podcasts um, when I'm talking. But it's one of those things, if we don't deal with it, then you're just loading it on your spouse. That's really all you're doing. Well, and I would just be uh, encourage you to work through it together. Just, you know, don't shut each other out. Work right. through it together. Yeah, that's very valuable. Because it's... And that's that's where transparency, communication, and the spouse that's hearing it, shut up and listen. Don't try to fix it because you can't. Right. Just be there for them because the thing is, you may have worked through the situation. You may be good with the situation, but that doesn't mean your spouse is because every relationship's different. Yeah. 
And I think of like John. I, John, it took me a little bit, but I got through it. But he also wasn't my brother. You know, there was, there was a lot of circumstances in the middle to where it really wasn't about me. And, you know, but I knew something had changed. So I encourage you to cross that bridge. If you and your spouse are working through things, cross the bridge of, hey, some things have changed and here's what I've noticed. Don't give them the answers. Don't tell them that you here's what's wrong and here's how you need to fix it because that's my MO. Just say, hey, something's changed because they may not recognize it. So anyway, hey, we want you to have a great week. And uh, we want you to have fun. And as you can hear, Blakely Grace is here in the studio. Blakely, you want to tell them bye? Mm-hmm. Tell them bye. Bye. <laughs> yeah, have a blessed week. Have a great week.